Hey, it's time for another vintage interview from the Christian Rock 20 archives. This one comes from August of 2019. You know, in the normal times. <laughs> it was inside the last year of the Christian Rock 20's existence as a countdown radio show, and we got to talk to Andrew Carlin, vocalist and founding member of the band Light the Way. They're out of California, I believe Sacramento. And it is a whole lot of fun to listen back to this interview. We discover some things, including uh, his pet peeve as a songwriter, which I found very interesting. And you'll have to see if this is one of yours, too. And also finding out why, even though they aren't dads, they called their album that had just come out Dad Gang, which was it's a good record. It's a really good record. If you haven't heard it yet, it's definitely worth listening back to. You can find the link in the show notes. Light the way Andrew Carland we're just going to let you listen to the whole thing. I hope you enjoy it. It's the Christian Rod 20 and another vintage interview. Andrew, it's great to have you back on the show. It felt like it had been yesterday that we talked, but I got to looking and it was something like May of 2017 when we talked last, which I apologize for because I enjoyed talking with you last time and I don't know why we haven't done it more recently than now. But uh, dude, welcome back. Good to be back, Paul. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, the reason why we're getting a good excuse to be able to catch up and chat is the new EP called Dad Gang, which I've got to say, between the title and the cover art, you guys are very secure in where you're at in life, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the fact you appreciate that. Yeah, yeah just having fun and <laughs> just kind of doing our own thing, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, for those who who don't know you guys, I mean, you guys are, are kind of a, a pop punk trio out of Sacramento. It is Sac- is it Sacramento or San Diego? I always get mixed up. Uh, we're from Sacramento. Yeah. Sacramento. Okay, that's what I thought. And up until now, you guys had had two EPs and a full length, and you'd been consistently pumping out good music and at a faster pace than most bands usually will will tempt fate to do, which is always mm-hmm. a plus in my book. But now you guys have this new EP. So, uh, what what do you think fans of your band who are discovering this new one are going to think about it and any differences they may notice? I think that we're just kind of, you know, gradually getting, well, hopefully we're getting better at what we do. Uh, I like to think of it that way. Sure. Because we always get like super stoked after every release we do. But um, yeah, I mean, for, for those that like have been listening to our stuff since we started in at the end of 2016, like it still has the like super like bouncy pop punk. It has like the melodic hardcore, some of the faster stuff in it. Uh, the only difference, uh, we sort of dabbled our feet sort of in like early 2000s kind of sound, which kind of came through in our uh, song called Hope, which sort of has it has some clean guitars, which we hadn't really done before, and just has sort of like a mid tempo, like early 2000s kind of vibe to it. Which I mean, all of us were discovering music that we still listen to today in the early 2000s so it kind of resonates with us okay fantastic well what influences would you say you guys brought into this record as far as stuff <laughs> that you were listening to or things that you were thinking back to that maybe you had enjoyed before that that had left kind of a fingerprint on this record well i mean there's there's the influences that we've always kind of had like newfound glory blink 182 yellow card like those kind of bands okay some of the things i was listening to during the time of recording i was actually listening to like early hawk nelson which i hadn't listened to in a long time and I sort of like rediscovered them again a little bit so listen to a little bit of that and you know some of the more like sort of current like pop punk bands that we're, we're big fans of like, like Trash Boat and uh, uh, Wasters another one too where they you know sort of have that like sort of like heavier pop punk like melodic hardcore kind of vibe I guess 
So yeah, those are some, those are some of the bands that like were listening to like kind of as I was writing nice. the uh, material and stuff. So very cool, very cool. Well, you already brought up the song Hope, and since it's the single, of course, we kind of have to talk about that one. And you've already kind of yeah. alluded to the fact that it was a little bit different for you guys because it had a little bit more of the clean guitars in it and wasn't quite so straight ahead pop punk as maybe some other influences. What was it that that made that side of you guys come out in this song? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, like I was kind of alluding to, it's sort of I guess that nostalgic sort of thing about the early 2000s. Uh, Some of that, I guess, sort of came out, again, with that sort of like early 2000s pop punk kind of sound, you know, kind of transitioning from like a clean guitar to sort of like a big chorus. But yeah, it was something that we really hadn't done before. Uh, I mean, we had like some clean guitar and some intros, but we never had like, you know, clean guitars for, you know, verses or anything like that. So... Yeah, I'm just trying to or hand out something a little bit new. Okay. All right, so so lyrically, what can you tell us about that song? <clears throat> the title kind of sums it up, really. It's just kind of like deep diving in, I guess, like, I say my appreciation <laughs> for what God has done for us is probably an understatement. But, yeah, just trying to convey the the reality that, you know, we're not worthy of God's grace, but he still gives it to us freely. So, yeah, just sort of like an awe and appreciation of, of that, so. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Now, you guys have recently had the, the pleasure of getting to to play the California festival known as Joshua Fest. Now, this isn't mm-hmm. the first time you guys have played Joshua Fest, is it? This is our second time, yeah. Okay, okay. That's what I was thinking. How did you feel like it went this go-round? Oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was super fun. Um, there, there was a pretty good turnout. Um, There's a lot of other cool bands sort of in the punk, pop-punk spectrum. Some of our label mates at Indivision Music, Heart Like War, played Signal vs. Noise, and and Mainsail. Uh, Mainsail, I don't think, are an indie vision band, but we, we still know about them for, for years now. So, um, yeah, they did sort of like a like a pop-punk prom-themed sort of lineup thing, and we were the four bands that played for that. So Nice. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool. They had, you know, balloons and streamers and people dressed up and stuff, and it was super fun. <laughs> cool. I like that. I, I saw some of the, the promo stuff out <laughs> for that. I was like, a pop-punk prom, that seems like, uh, seems like the end of any movie that was meant for teens, like from like 1998 to like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the best possible yeah, way absolutely <laughs> absolutely but i mean it went off without a hitch so right right well yeah. that's cool yeah. that's cool it looked like you guys had fun i was i was looking through some of the pictures that you guys had put up on your social media from josh yeah. fest and it looked like you guys had some fun now, one of the things that kind of made me pause for just a second was, you know, the promo pictures and whatnot that you guys had taken most recently looked like you you're paired back down to a trio, but it looked like you had uh, four people on stage with you at Joshua Fest. What's the deal with that? So our, our really good friend, uh, Christian Moore, uh, fills in and plays lead guitar for us, but, okay. you know, doesn't doesn't like practice with us full time. So so we, we have, you know, three full time members. And then whenever we have like a, a you know, like a show or something like that, like uh, Christian uh, usually fills in on the guitar for us. Okay, very nice, very nice. Did you guys actually have four full-time members at one point? Uh, yeah, um, last year, our drummer Christian's brother, Robert, uh, who plays um, in Sacramento ska band, Flip the Switch. Oh, okay. He played lead guitar for us for about a year, and then um, he started doing Flip the Switch again, so we went back down to a three-piece. But yeah, we, we uh, our friend Christian Moore uh, fills in on lead guitar for us all the time. So Okay. Yeah, we're sort of like a three and a half piece. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get that. I get that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm amazed, especially yeah. it's it's hard for me to be able to tell if this is a thing more because I just know more because I've 
I've been able to talk to more bands and kind of, you know, have more of that relationship with them, or if it's just because of the music industry being the way it is now and everything having mm-hmm. cinched up a bit. But it feels like so many band members that I know now, like, it's not just they play in a band, even if it's a somewhat bigger band, it's like they also fill in on this tour for this other band or they'll mm-hmm. be on the road with this band for a couple of months or whatever. And it, it seems like, in a way, it makes sense financially, but also it, it kind of makes it more interesting in a lot of ways for fans because they get a little bit of something different than they might have gotten the time before. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've uh, our bass player, Evan, uh played bass for flip the switch uh simultaneously with light the way for a while too so yeah we definitely shared members with other sacramento area bands very cool man i like that the obvious question that i have not asked yet is how did you guys (laughs) arrive at the title of dad gang for the ep considering there there isn't i mean the typical kind of cheat sheet is pick a name of a song that's on an album or an ep and then just name the whole thing that but obviously that's not the case in this one so where did the title come from and what made you choose it well, we've actually never named any of our releases after a song. Uh, it, it, as like a songwriter, it's kind of like a pet peeve of mine. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like doing that. I'm also, ironically enough, not really a fan of like a line in the chorus being the song name either. But anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? And I yeah. noticed that too, because there's several songs on this EP that I'm like, I have no clue where the connection to this is. But hey, it's a good song, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are connections on every single song but some of them are a little more slight and might be a little more inside okay dad gang so evan our bass player is the youngest one of us and i believe he's 28 okay and i just turned 30 and christian our drummer uh 38 i believe so like in the music world we're referred to as dads because we're a little bit older (laughs) okay okay you're the responsible (laughs) ones uh, I think it's just more in reference to our age. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I guess I heard something <laughs> where it was like you have a band in your twenties, it's cool, but if you're in your thirties, it's just sad. <laughs> so uh, that 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 makes uh, me yeah. sad, but it's just because I'm in my late thirties right. now, and I and I would like to think I could still pull that off, but I fully realize that I, I yeah, maybe couldn't. But absolutely. that's just because I don't know how to play anything. So it'd be a different story for you. <laughs> so. Uh, we just decided instead of fight it, just like lean into it. <laughs> that like we're a bunch of dads, even though Christian, our lead guitarist, is the only like real dad in the band. Uh, yeah, we, we just decided to lean into that, and we just call it Dad Gang. <laughs> Very cool, man. I like it. I mean, although, I mean, on some level, it does kind of make it feel like you should have, like, a lot of, like, viral videos about you living that dad life um, with the name uh, of dad Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, I mean, we, uh, I've definitely always been a fan sort of of a very, like, you know, off-the-wall, unique-sounding EP or full-length names, you know, so. Hey, man, I'm all about that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Cool. So um, the other thing that we we need to talk about is since we're playing another song from the new EP, we had already kind of discussed before we got on mic about what that one was going to be, and it's the second track from the EP, which is called uh, Jimothy Halpert, which does not sound yeah. like a real name, but still, it, it's the name <coughs> of the track. So first off, yeah. explain, uh, give us just kind of the lowdown, like broad strokes of the song, and then let's talk about how the name relates to it, since it's obviously not a line from the song because you don't like that right <laughs> yeah it would have been interesting if i worked that into the, the line agree um it, it's really 
Um, it's, it's a song, I guess, in its most base form is just kind of, you know, being sort of tired of the place you work at. Okay. Um, which, you know, we all can relate to that, I'm sure. But it's really not so much like in a, like an ungrateful, like I just don't like my job sort of a way. It was, it's more of like, you know, am I really making like the impact that I hope I can make in life, you know? So it's a little bit beyond like, I just want a different job. Um, but it's more along the lines of like, I want to be, you know, where I can, you know, impact people's lives in the way that God wants me to the best way sort of a thing. So just kind of wrestling with, uh, those kind of thoughts and emotions a little bit, but the, uh, name Jimothy Halpert is a office reference. I was wondering um, about that. <laughs> yeah. So the the name Jimothy Halpert's never like said, but there's an episode where Michael Scott refers to Jim Halpert as Jimothy. So and in, in the show, especially in the well I guess the whole the whole uh, series really, Jim's never been a fan of his job at Dunder Mifflin. So I was like, you know, kind of feel like Jim sometimes at work. Fair enough. And and I want to expound a little bit on what you said. They're talking about sure. you know, like having a job and it's not that you hate your job and it's not that you just want a better job, but you're kind of trying to figure out maybe how that job works into kind of like the Great Commission or like how you're right, supposed right. to use that job to be a light into the world. And I will fully throw in with you on that because in as much as, I mean, you play in a band that is faith-based and I host a radio show and work at a radio station, a couple of them that, uh, you know, that all kind of are faith-based and they're, they're doing this thing that we, you know, we've been kind of raised to think like, this is, this is a good way of being a missionary to the masses in some sort of fashion. It's still hard to feel like you're making a difference because a lot of times, and I would even say most of the times, you don't ever see it. So you kind of have to right. get, get past the idea of like being able to till up the soil, plant the seed, water it, watch it grow to fruition, and then pluck the fruit and enjoy it. Because that hardly right. ever happens. And I would say in general that probably doesn't happen to most people who are Christians. And you have to be content with the idea of like I'm planting a seed. I may be one of many people to plant a seed, and it may not be mine that actually ends up sprouting. But hopefully the, all of it working together somehow makes a difference and somehow – that that is never quite as rewarding as it feels like it should be. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. So I'm with you there and I can appreciate that as a theme and I, I mean I would like to think that most people in general probably do um because you want to feel like yeah. you're making a bigger difference and there's always the kind of like doubt of how does what I'm doing like does it make a difference and should I be somewhere because it always feels like unless you're a pastor in the pulpit or you're a missionary that is like being brutalized for the faith somehow that you're like you have some kind of guilt. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, there, there's pastors and, and missionaries and I'm a logistics supervisor. Yeah. It just kind of feels, I definitely didn't want that song to come off as just like a complaint about the job, but yeah, sort of like we were talking about just, it, it's more of like, am I making an impact where I'm at sort of thing? Right, right, right. Or, and, and then also on a level of like, am I just checking a box to get a paycheck or am I, Doing something more. And and I think we all want it to be something more. As a matter of fact, uh, this is, uh, I'll try to make this a very brief story, but I always found this an interesting Mm -hmm. concept. They did some sort of study a a while back where they basically took uh, some people who were out of work and they, they took them like it was, I don't know, like maybe 30 of them. It was a sizable number to be able to test this. They took them out to a field Mm -hmm. and said, okay, here's your job for the day. We want you to dig a ditch. And so they all worked together. They dug a ditch and they, they gave them their money. And they came back, they said, that's great. Tomorrow, come back. We'll pay you double what we paid you today. So they all came back the next day, maybe shy of like one or two because it was, you know, it was still hard work. 
and they said, right. okay, we want you to fill in the ditch. And everybody said, what? <laughs> they said, fill put right. all the dirt back, fill in the ditch. So they did that same, you know, basic conditions. And then at the end of the day, they gave them their money, which was double the first day. And they said, okay, you guys can all come back tomorrow. We'll pay you double what we paid you today. And only about half of the number came back and they made them dig the ditch again. And they did this day after day until finally no one showed up, even though the money was really good because there was no sense of purpose or reason to be doing this thing, nor were they ever given a reason why they should bother other than the money. They eventually all right. quit, even though the money had gotten really good for what they were doing. They decided they didn't want to bother with it. And I always found that extremely huh. pathetic. It's like, wow. It's like, so that that's like, you know, putting in a jar the whole idea of like the uh, the CEO who quits to go, you know, run a cash register at a Kroger or something because at least they feel like they're getting to see people and help them with their day by ringing up their groceries as opposed to just making a bunch of decisions about people they never see. And I thought that was really right. weird, but kind of kind of interesting. So that that's my weird story. I bored you enough with that. <laughs> no, that, that actually that actually like, you know, fits fits right into sort of some of the lyrics from the song too. Because yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it, it, it's it's you're trying to put purpose over just an arbitrary paycheck, you know. What are the plans at this point towards uh, any future? I don't want to say, like, when's the next record coming up? Because I always find that kind of a jerky right. thing to say right after an album <laughs> or an EP comes out. But what are the future plans well, for not, you guys not, at this point soon, in general? Sure. Right. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have any concrete plans or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be anything until next year um i'm probably going to get with a good friend of ours Corey, who records some of our acoustic stuff and we're probably gonna do like an acoustic version of hope you know a little later in the year but oh nice um yeah you know we don't have any plans tentatively but i mean we'll we'll you know we'll definitely keep pumping out music so yeah, for sure. And actually, I really didn't mean to just like uh, uninsultingly ask an insulting question. Really, what I was trying to get to more was like, are you guys planning on doing like any videos or, or more live shows in the future? Like, oh, yeah. The other things that music people love aside from just the right. albums itself. Yeah, we actually are working on a uh, um, getting the ideas together for a music video um, that we're going to be doing pretty soon here. And then for shows, we don't have anything booked at the moment, but uh, never say never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never say never. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's kind of hard with a couple guys, you know, with full-time jobs and stuff. Stuff, but yeah, we, we don't have anything in the in the hopper yet, but we uh, will for sure. Okay, sounds good, dude. Sounds good. I have two other questions. One, it, it appeared okay. as though to me when it came time for you guys to play Joshua Fest that uh, maybe either then or shortly around that time, it looked like you had trimmed the beard back significantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is true. Now, was that a big decision for you? And I don't say that with any sense of like irony because I think about it pretty significantly and I just have a, I just have a goatee, but I still have to mull okay. it over for a while before I make any significant changes to it just because it feels like it's, you know, it's part of me. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, it really wasn't like a big <laughs> choice. It'd be a huge choice to shave completely. Like I haven't seen my chin in probably about eight years, so. Right, I can, I can um, feel that. Yeah, I just you know it's it, 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 it's summertime, so it's getting kind of hotter, and just wanted a, a bit of a lighter beard. Sure thing, man. I feel you there. Yeah. Well, finally, yeah. I always like to wrap up with this, and I uh, I don't remember what the response was the last time because I'm I'm pretty sure I asked okay. you this last time too. But this is one that I always ask, and I and if the answer is the same, that's okay. But uh, <laughs> you know, you're the lead singer of a band. You guys put out a lot of music. And mm -hmm. I think it's all very good. I'm enjoying it. And I know a lot of other people are as well. And you guys play shows and all that good stuff too. But 
despite that, what is the most unrock and roll thing about you? The most unrock and roll thing? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of unrock and roll things about me. Okay, let me rephrase. What would your <laughs> bandmates say is the most unrock and roll thing about you? I don't really know. Several of us are kind of this way. Like, aside from playing shows, like, my perfect night is actually just like a quiet evening in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really not a big, like, you know, person who, like, goes out and does a ton of stuff. So, like, sometimes my idea of, of a really good night is just relaxing, you know, playing Xbox, doing a little bit of reading, stuff like that. Yeah, I got to admit, as mu- as sad as, as rude as this is going to seem to a huge swath of the people listening to the show, reading, unfortunately, does feel like it's on rock and roll, but it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, e- even even I get images of, like, you know, reading glasses and herbal tea and stuff like that, you know, but all three of us, well, four, including Christian are fairly well key guys. So yeah, like we're, we're just very quiet, reserved people for the most part. Very cool, man. I'm all about that. And and there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, as unrock and roll as it might be, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I like it. Cool deal, dude. (laughs) Well, is there anything else that you want uh, people to know before we wrap up anything else that's on the horizon or thing, something that you think we just didn't maybe cover that you wanted to tell people about? Um, no, I, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah, so I just hope everybody enjoys the, the new EP and checks out uh, Indie Vision Music. There's a lot of other cool bands there, too. Very cool, man. I love it. Sweet deal. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for spending time out of your day to chat with me about uh, about your music, and I hope that uh, we get to do this again. And we, we won't wait another two years to do this because that was a little ridiculous. <laughs> but it's weird because when you live just like a week at a time, it goes by way too fast, and it's not at all uncommon for yeah. me to be like, oh, well, they got a new record out. Well, it feels like their other one came out like a couple of months ago, but sure, let's do another one. And then I'm like, what? It was a year and a half. So, you know, it, yeah. it just seems to fly by. But, dude, thank you again. It's yeah, been a pleasure, cool. and we We'll for sure do this again, and I hope a bunch of people check out the EP, dude. Awesome. Thank you. Christian Rod 20 Podcast, that is another vintage interview. That was Andrew Carlin, vocalist for the band Light the Way. We got more coming down, hopefully sooner than later. I'll try not to make it so long in between episodes, but look forward to another vintage episode. If you want to let us know which one you would like to hear next, be it a, a specific band or even a specific interview with for that band, if you got one in mind, Feel free to hit us up on our Facebook or you can hit us up on Twitter. Just search for the Christian Rock 20. You'll find us. And of course, if you head to ChristianRock20.com, you'll find our podcast page and you can stream all the episodes there as well as, uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever it is for you on your favorite podcasting platform. We would love for you to be a part of it. And also, if you just want to help keep these things going, there's actually like a tip option as well. You can check that out on our anchor page. And you can find the link in the show notes for that as well. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep on rocking. The Christian Rock 20 is a production of Monkey Grinder Studios and is written and produced by Paul Gibson. Hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to let you know about another podcast. This one is hosted by myself along with my brother, Mike Gibson. And we talk about his book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. Check out the Big Presentations podcast and find out how your presentations or even just your communication with the people in your life can be, well, better. And you'll find some humor, some great stories, and some life lessons in there as well. The Big Presentations podcast. Find it wherever you stream your podcasts.